Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Reed, and joining me as ever is Mr. Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek. Hello, David. Hello, listeners. Are you well? Have you had a good week? I'm quite tired. Okay. As I have been away doing this uh, 48-hour sci-fi film challenge. You've just I've just shown you yes, the I've just film seen we it. made, and I will put it on our. I think it's on our Facebook, the Film Fandango Facebook page. What is this thing? Basically, you get 48 hours and you get given a title, a uh, prop, and a line which have to be included in the script. But it's quite. What was your line? It was those two things should not be mixed. Those two. Oh, well, it, that features very highly. <laughs> yes, I mean, we based it around it. That's I mean, you've good, done, you've yeah. done this thing before. I've done it you? a couple of times, yeah. Uh, the first one was one called Recovery Time where. We had a very specific uh, line of dialogue we had to put in, which was, uh, uh, what are you expecting us to do? Knit our way out of here. Oh, wow. Which not only makes a very specific situation, but very specific tone as well. I mean, that's basically now nonsense, isn't it? Like, yeah. But, so we made a very stupid thing about, uh, which I still maintain is a good idea for a comedy thing, and given more time, we could make it better. But it was about the physiological effects of time travel. So it was me and Humphrey Carr as sort of uh, Top Gun-esque super brave soldiers being sent back through time. And then we just vomited milk for about two minutes. Oh, that's the one where you got your infections from vomiting milk. That was the 48-hour one. And we did another one called Run Towards Them, which was a little more serious. But um, it's great fun. Really good. It's tiring, though. I mean... uh, The edit's hard. What's really good is you can look on YouTube or Vimeo which is the, the Ponce's YouTube website, yeah. um, and put 48-hour Sci-Fi London 48-hour film challenge and see just a wealth of weird stuff. Yeah. Um, people, and some people obviously put loads of time into it and look like they may have cheated by preparing beforehand and just... Yeah, there's always a bit of that. <clears throat> but uh, no, when you, when you can see when people have done it properly... Yeah, because as you say, it's sort of woven into the fabric of it. It couldn't exist without the suggestions. Yeah, but it's, it's a quite exciting thing to do. It is, and I think they've had some winners that have gone on to actually do quite well. Yeah, actually. director of Rogue One. That's right, Gareth Edwards. That's right. He, he won it in two thousand nine or something. Like I think that, that was the year we did ours. So his won it that year. I mean, when you otherwise watch, you would have when been you watch his uh, entries like. Yeah, no, fair enough. That's a film. That's an actual film. If you'd have won it, you could have been directing Star Wars. And it w- there would have been a lot more milk vomiting. 
Yeah. And then, and he, I would be presenting Gareth uh, with Film Fandango with Gareth Edwards. Yeah, it, you would be. You would be. And it would have been the Death Star's early prototype ray that makes people vomit. <laughs> no, be good, wouldn't it? Milk wars. Only the droid is immune. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun. No, it's good fun. John Landis is a patron of it, isn't it? Oh, isn't is he? It? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, it's good fun. Everyone should do it. Uh, I think the site, there's a science fiction festival in, in London that is at the end of May. If you go to Sci-Fi London, put that into Google, and you can go and watch some new science fiction films if you're into that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm not especially. Before we start, we should say that this week we are sponsored by HerFilmProject.com. What they do is they promote diversity in filmmaking. So if you are interested in what they do, then go to HerFilmProject.com or follow at HerFilmProject on Twitter um, and uh, I mean you're quite diverse aren't you Marek yes so I if in you that want... you're a minority what do you mean oh uh, well you don't get much work yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, I I sh- should be sponsored yeah really and you are I mean that is what's happening here oh it's all worked out well yeah, it's all worked out well so her film project's already doing great work for the uh the undervalued. Oh, that's a relief. Yeah, and they do more work for other people. It's not just Marek. Oh, great! Like who? Uh, well, like me. Yeah, I'm. I also. I'm. I'm doing well out of it. Most homeless people. I don't know if most homeless people. A minority of homeless people. A minority of homeless people. Uh, their feature films are being uh, funded by this. So that's good. If you want to watch a film, yeah, by someone who smells. Oh, go no. to uh, her film project, right? Yeah. Well, they do smell, I guess. I think that's that's probably fair. I'm not I just saying. I'm like, not saying home, just homeless people. Just oh, just anyone who smells. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. In the minor- I, don't think I don't think that's a focus of the project. That would be a minority, yeah. though, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know. Do, do, that's an interesting question, right? Do, do a minority of people smell? Well, well, I think most people smell a bit of something. Well, I, I don't know anymore. How many people have you smelled today? Not enough. Well, then you're woefully unprepared for this conversation uh, not enough to you make haven't st- done the research yeah I need you to do more, at least more than three to yeah. be able to comment on it oh, absolutely yeah yeah. alright let's get on with it then let's get on with it uh, I did go to cinema did you now and what did you go to see I went to see oh get out <laughs> that was pronounced well, there's no O in front of it no. oh, get out get out what would you think that would be about if I just said that uh I think it would be a sort of Cockney film about uh, throwing some Russian gangsters out of your East End pub. Oh, the way I was doing it was that the dog's gone into the butchers and got some sausages. Oh, get out! Get out! <laughs> or it's a, 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 a uncle kicks him putting his hand down the front of your trousers. Get out! <laughs> no, that would be get off, wouldn't it? Well, he's already put them down. Get there. off! Okay. They're already in there. Would you say out from your trousers? Pants and top of pants. Get out of my pants. Yeah, yeah, that's right, isn't it? Get off of my dick. Get out of my pants. That that's song by get, uh, get into my get into my car. <laughs> <laughs> get out of my pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, there we go. Uh, so, what is it about? <coughs> First of all, um, I should apologies for the coughing. So, it's directed by Jordan Peele, who many of you will know is part of the double act, Key and Peele, who. Did those stuff on Saturday Night Live, but um, had their own sketch show in America. Yeah, they also appear in things like Fargo and make quite a lot of film. 
they made uh, Keanu that um, that uh, I've reviewed? talked about previously. Yeah, so it's very much comedy background, and I think their, their stuff is really good. They make I think yeah. they're really really funny, really talented. So this is his um, foray into. Well, he directed stuff before. The the thing about film Fandango is is always good that we do absolutely no research. Yes, it's before. Um, it, it gives it an authentic feel, doesn't it? You think this is happening right now? We are not intimidating. We're not intimidating presences. No. Um, so he, this is his first foray into directing, I think. Um, I believe that's true, yes. Uh, and and a different stylistic um, path. <laughs> Why did he say path quite like that? Path? Because I wasn't sure if the sentence construction was right, so I thought I'd try and distract people by... Over accentuating the word path, so I've people not, say, right, I've not noticed well, these uh, tricks you employed no, before. They won't notice that. That sentence makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so get out. Um, this is a film that everyone said is very, very good, and everyone should go and see. I know almost nothing about it other than Daniel Kaluuya plays a. The postman's arrived. The postman's arrived. There we go. Bud's gone. Buddy's gone to get the post. Um, Daniel Kaluuya plays a man going to visit his girlfriend's family. That's all I know. Um, but it's a horror film potentially as well. Now, yeah. it's, and it's about race relations in America, right? Well, well, I've seen. I saw the trailer. I thought, um, and from what I've read, there's a massive hype around this film. Yes, people were saying it's one of the. I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it had a really high score, ninety nine. Yes, and it's currently number. 227 or something like that in the best films of all time wow um, but I thought the trailer and what I was expecting sort of really affected the way I saw the film okay and not that it was overhyped but I thought it was going to be a, a massive social comment on race in a horror format right and I don't necessarily think it is okay. I think that's a way of them saying this is. Oh, oh, it doesn't really, for me, say anything. That is got obviously there are some ramifications of it, but not. It's not a huge. Okay, <coughs> that's so it's thing. not that heavy hitting as a satire. You don't. Yes, I didn't think it. Yeah, does it work as a horror film? It's. I was. I came out of it. I, mean, I was just. I give between seven and eight marics. Okay, and it's really good. Daniel Kalu is good. Uh, Bradley Whitford, who, who I love, Bradley Whitford. He's always great. Bradley Whitford, if you don't know, played Josh in The West Wing, and then he was also in Cabin in the Woods, and he, he crops up in lots of different he's very things. Good. But he's a very charming man. Alison Williams and uh, Catherine Keener are also in it. Um, also excellent. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Alison Williams from Girls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so it's. Uh, the cast are really great, but I just thought this, this, this feels like it's good. And then I was trying to think about what I was going to say about it on the way here. There's no real gripping scene. Okay. You know that we talked about recently that um, things that managed to buy the sea. Yeah, that's the one that sticks with you. That moment that sticks with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in other films, there are. I rewatched Whiplash and recently, and the end of it, the whole drum sequence at yeah, the end, yeah, and the yeah. whole. But there's a few scenes in there which are really iconic, classic scenes. Yeah, I something th- with a bit of showmanship in it, like you go, "This is what it's all been about." Yeah. yeah, I thought this was good, consistently good all the way through, but there was nothing that really 
made me think, wow, that's the big, the, the great moment. It's almost like watching a film and you're permanently on seven all the way through. Okay. Whereas a lot of films you watch and you might go, that's a ten moment, no, that's a two moment, yeah, or that's yeah. uh, it just feels consistently good all the way through. It's a weird way to describe the film. Um, but I think it's... Uh, uh, I've got high hopes from what he do, the future of stuff he directs, but I just think I was, I thought it was going to be a bit more biting and a bit more uh, incisive than than it was. I don't know how it, cinematic is it. Do you, it looks it looks good. It looks okay. great. I mean, but there's just nothing overly spectacular. It's just a good, solid uh, th- thriller horror uh, with a very different backdrop. Okay. Bit like Tales of the Unexpected type thing, really. Okay. And I really enjoyed it. So that's what I have to say. I mean, uh, it's difficult to. I, I don't. I can't really give anything about it. Well, that, I'm, really, and I'm appreciating films, the fact you're not because I I don't really want to know any more than that. You know, it, it's one of those that it feels like it feels like what uh, part of the enjoyment is going to be not knowing where this is headed. Yeah, I mean that's the whole thing. I think once you know what's what's happening with it, that. That's the whole film, so I can't yeah. really say that, and that's a, the key moment. But he's just basically Daniel Kaluuya is uh, the the black boyfriend yeah. of Alison Williams, and he's really sort of reticent about going to visit their family in their posh uh, cool. American sort of yeah white uh, white re- really white village, and he's he talks to his friend who's a security guard sort of policeman who's he's saying you know what's going on and how uncomfortable he feels and how certain weird things happen and it just puts him off you know off guard yeah yeah but um, it is a very interesting film so I, I would recommend uh, definitely going to the cinema to watch this you can't you know it's, you're in safe hands right well I think it's time for this Here's a letter. Yeah. It is from Jack Stewart, who accidentally sent it to the wrong email address and has resent it. What email address did he send it to? I don't know. Filmfandango at gmail.com. Nope. Don't know who that is, but it's not us. So it's dear film Dear filmfandango at gmail.com. Although the easier way is to go to filmfandango.com and just fill in the box. Uh, but and that way you can look at all of our other stuff. Like pictures. Pictures. That's it. Um, okay, Jack says, Dear David Marrick, Buddy, the prick dog from next door, Danielle, Appleyard, Webb, and all fellow Fandanglers. I'm currently in Vietnam, so please read this out in a Vietnamese accent. Oh, shit. What's a Vietnamese accent? Uh, I mean, there's no good way of doing there's this. There's only a it? racist one of, uh, you know, it's just me love you a long time. I've only got the same one. Yeah, I'm just, just going to read it in my accent. This okay. Vietnamese man has uh, gotten very good English. He's he's Vietnamese. I am. I'm no, but that bloke isn't. He's writing in. No, no, no. But I'm playing, I'm doing Stewart. it in a Vietnamese man's accent. Oh, right. Okay. I just listened to Marek's review of Train to Busan and heard that he hadn't seen many Korean films before. I'd highly recommend Castaway on the Castaway on the Moon. But I have a crazy feeling that I've recommended it before, and Marek might have watched it. If not, it's a hugely imaginative and funny take on the desert survival genre. It's closest in tone to Swiss Army Man and has a decent helping of fart gags. The premise. 
A man tries to commit suicide by hurling himself off a bridge, but wakes up stranded on an island having survived the fall. <laughs> that is brilliant. See? Funny already. You'll both enjoy it. In regards to Train to Busan, I'm currently travelling around Asia on my own in the middle of something of a midlife crisis. Pleasingly, this allows me to watch Train to Busan on a train. To Busan! Wow! Have you or any of your listeners ever watched a film in similar circumstances before? Perhaps you watched Sleepless in Seattle when you were... You get the idea. Apologies for the rambling email key. Watching the films. P.S. Wild Bill is good. P.P.S. Please tell Gemma Whelan that I love her and that she should be the new Doctor Who. Fine, I will. Um, thank you, Jack. Um, yeah, have you ever watched a film in the place where the film... I tell you what I have done. I did a couple of times um, a uh, fan event at Dune Castle in Scotland where they filmed Monty Python the Holy Grail and that one castle doubled as nearly all of the castles that they they just lit it differently and used different rooms but we did a Python event where I played King Arthur and we did the actual uh, swallows and non-migratory stuff between the the ground and someone actually on the ramparts doing the Frenchman and then they showed Holy Grail in the courtyard when when, uh, it had got dark Oh, great. So it was very nice. Carol Cleveland was there. Yeah. That was fun, though, actually doing it in the location. Yeah. It's all good. I, when I first moved to London, I lived in um, Westbourne Park, and they were filming Notting Hill on uh, Port- Portobello Road. Right. This is like 99, I think, 2000. So I um, went to watch Notting Hill, I said this before, in the cinema where they filmed the cinema scene oh yeah yeah Julia Roberts so it's quite weird, weird seeing their I said the, the point of view of the screen and then you see the screen actual screen around it so you're actually doing the same activity yeah as someone in the yeah film. yeah that is strange a friend of mine I forget what the film was it's only a vague memory I've got now but a friend of mine was watching a film which had a chase scene and the chase scene went past the cinema they were all sat in which is a weird feeling of just going, hang on, that's yeah. where we are. Yeah. That's great, though. It's fun, though, isn't it? Um, let's see what else we've got. Um, uh, lots of people been writing in. How do people contact us, then? If people want to contact Film Fandango, they can go to filmfandango.com and click on the contact form. Anything you send there will be sent to our email address and we'll be able to read it out on the programme. The person who writes the best letter will receive £44,000. <laughs> Oh, guess what? Here's a letter. What? From guess who? What? The board game? No. <laughs> a person. Oh, thank God. Is it Chris Webb? Yes, it is. Good. Um, do you want to read it? Yeah. Chris writes, Dear David, Marek, Buddy and all assorted fanned anglers, recently we had family movie time, a few DVDs on a rainy day. We chose wisely from the Toy Story trilogy. At the end, my six-year-old daughter asked me an interesting question. No, not Dad, why the hell are you crying? Instead, she said, did Andy's dad leave or is he dead? (laughs) I've seen these films many times, but it had never occurred to me until that point that Andy was in a single-parent family. So my question to you is, can you think of a similar penny drops moment where you realise something fairly obvious in a film that you hadn't noticed before? A recent example mentioned on the show was noticing Danny DeVito is in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. If you're interested, I told her Andy's dad was dead. She loves that kind of thing. (laughs) Film recommendation. 
I saw Flame and Citroen at the New Zealand International Film Festival and loved it. It's a great action drama about the resistance movement in Copenhagen during World War II that pisses all over the preposterous Inglorious Bastards, which came out around the same time. It stars Mads Mikkelsen as a Nazi smasher. Uh, what else do you need? I think David will like it for its action and Marek for the subtitles. I have no idea what streaming services it's on, but it's bound to be out there somewhere and is well worth seeking out. And a bad film. I was listening to a rival movie podcast recently. What? Chris Webb? What are you doing, Chris Webb, you asshole? He goes on to say, I was curious, it meant nothing oh. to me. <laughs> where they discuss the 1990 caper comedy Bullseye, directed by the world's greatest filmmaker, Michael Winner. I actually paid money to see this in the cinema when I was a student, but it was so bad I'd blocked it from my memory until being recently reminded of it. In a nutshell, Michael Caine and Roger Moore play dual roles of thieves and nuclear scientists. Imagine the hilarity when they get mistaken for each other. It really is much worse than it sounds. It's on YouTube, but I don't know how legally. Then again, it's so shit, who cares? Anyway, love to you all, and no matter how good, bad, average, or unique, keep watching the films. Chris. Um, well, Chris uh, has actually brought up a good topic there of bad films. Next week, we will be doing our worst films ever podcast uh, special, whatever you want to call it. You've all been uh, emailing us the worst films you've ever seen, so we'll be able to go through this next week. In regards to... Um, penny dropping. Penny dropping. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I can recall ever having that experience. It's a good point about Toy Story, though. I've never realised he's only got a mum. Yeah, I, I just... It's almost a bit like the um, Tom and Jerry thing where you only ever see the feet of the... Yeah, um, yeah. The, the, the maid. Yeah, sort of. the housekeeper. Yeah, so that that's... And that felt to me a bit like that was... Bob, a nodding to that in Toy yeah, Story possibly you do see her face and everything of course but yeah do yeah. you see her face oh yeah yeah I blocked it out you blocked it out oh <laughs> um, yeah no I don't think I've ever had that experience but I look forward to it when I suddenly realise something my brain is too adult to ever ever work at anything beyond a, a face value now oh well that's a shame it is a, shame. It is a shame one more letter you're on your way out Oh uh, yeah, go on, go on. One more letter. I'm trying to find one that's not about worst f- films, because we are going to be doing that sh- shortly. Um, here we go. <laughs> From Paul Neves. Mm. Subject: One word, and you're sold. To be read as a French. Read as a Monty Python French soldier from the Holy Grail. Wow, that's weird. That's what I was just talking about. Oh, well, I can't be bothered to do that. Um, Hello to Marek. Great sci-fi short film. Oh, thanks, mate. David, love the show. Um, I don't know what show he's talking about. This one, probably. Oh, okay. Buddy, Chris, and the other two listeners. (laughs) While listening to uh, a rival Inferior podcast discuss films and mention the negotiator, negotiator, (laughs) I was transported back to a friend of mine saying... Fancy watching The Negotiator? I'm having a real problem with that word. Yeah. What's he about? I asked warily. Throat is cleared. He reads from the back of the DVD case. <laughs> you are <laughs> nailing this. Maverick, I'm in. My question... I mean, I'm re- Sorry, Paul, I've really fucked up your email. 
basically what Paul is saying is someone read out the back of the DVD the first word was Maverick he immediately responded I'm in he continues my question have you ever agreed to watch a film based on a word or a few words rather than hearing anything more about the movie keep watching the films Paul well I can't recall that ever happening but I could read the first word of a couple of DVDs and see if you uh, fancy watching them or not that's a really good idea okay I'll hide them from you I mean, this is, <coughs> I, I, I'm sure that people don't make decisions based on, on one word. Probably not. Um, David is now rooting around his uh, arch- archaic DVD collection. I don't know. Uh, okay. Don't look. Don't look. Uh, not looking. Okay. Which of these do you think you would want to watch? Why not play it long at home? Okay. Does this work? Okay. A young woman... Well, I'm going to say no to that, because if I say yes, it'll come some sort of sex offender. (laughs) Well, no. I mean, you might be interested in the story of a Well, imagine if someone came round your house and said, I've got a DVD, do you want to watch this? A young woman? Oh, yes, please. Well, that film was I Spit on Your Grave. So maybe that's the correct decision. Okay. Okay, this one. Um, A landmark. Sounds boring. (laughs) So is that a yes or a no? No. Well, you just turned down ever seeing Chinatown. Oh, no. Okay. In. Yes. That's Repo, the genetic, the genetic opera starring Paris Hilton. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I've not seen it. It's still in its packaging. And finally, Kurosawa's... Yes. Throne of Blood. They know how to do their one, put, don't they? Put, put Kurosawa on the, the start name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is a good thing, though. So, that's for any people there wanting to sell their... Um, uh, film in DVD the now redundant format yeah that's a very good um, point to, to, to yeah to maybe rewrite the uh, labels and print your own out with a better word at the beginning when I'm, when Bumming Man gets released yeah what will the first word be on the back oh uh, splitting yeah or uh, pain I think <laughs> pain is no obstacle for oh. Clive Jennings <laughs> Yeah. AKA the bumming man. Pain is a good one. It is a good one, isn't it? Or forcibly. Forcibly is a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Squeezed. Yeah. Um ejected. Up. Up. Well we you can just think of lots of words at home. Um anyway, let's go talk about films. You've seen a film haven't you? Yeah, I have. I've also seen a film this week. I saw one that the trailer looked very interesting of, and I caught on streaming services, which I think it may have had simultaneous release. It's not a massive film, but it is one that's getting a bit of buzz online. Um, now, this one is called The Love Witch. Have you heard about this? No. Uh, well, The Love Witch it was made last year, 2016, but it's uh, it's only just sort of come out. And it's an almost perfect reproduction of 1960s exploitation it is filmed in technicolor it's not filmed with modern cameras okay and it is about a young girl who is a witch looking for love 
and she keeps casting love potions to make men fall for her and then they all inevitably end up dead Um, but it is a very it's filmed in that stilted slightly odd almost kung fu movie-esque style of uh, acting and dialogue and everything's incredibly uh, hyper real in terms of the colours and everything and it's it's a perfect reproduction of 1960s stuff basically. Why, did you, why did you pick this film then? The trailer made it look uh, interesting at least it made it look like it wasn't like other films and it could have been a bit strange a bit like Suspiria or um, um, what's it called uh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls or one of those you know it felt like it had good influences is it so it's it's funny is it uh, well that, that that gets into my review of it uh, which it's it's by a writer director called um, Anna Biller who did all of the costume design and everything herself she's actually done two films a bit like this before one called Viva and one called um, A Visit from the Incubus but um which again are in that very 1960s style and all the blah blah, blah. and so it, it's it's an interesting thing to sit down and watch you go oh where's this going blah, blah blah now watching stilted dialogue that's intentionally stilted performed by people doing it intentionally badly I think is a very difficult balancing act to play I think Greasy Strangler does it perfectly and actually it's probably a better contender for homaging exploitation movies than this is I'm afraid for all it gets the look of it it's perfect it's absolutely perfect you know they've even thrown in a couple of things like there's a modern BMW in it at one point and someone gets out a mobile phone at one point just to sort of throw you that you this is has actually been made now it's not in it's not a film from the 1960s okay. everything else is so perfectly done the art direction is is absolutely stunning it is however one of the most boring films I've ever seen in my life oh really it's got a good IMDb scores yeah, I cannot get it I cannot understand what anyone sees in this it's turgid nothing interesting happens it just ploughs on doing the same old duff thing it's not Started over substance completely it doesn't do anything interesting it's nowhere near as weird as it as it thinks it is or deserves to be it's dialogue verges from the intentionally shit to what feels like a 13 year old's essay about witchcraft like it feels like rather than knowing that it's subject matter is preposterous and stupid you know like Buffy the Vampire Slayer would with magic this seems to think it's all kind of cool and awesome and it I think it's biggest crime for what is really supposed to be burglary a, it's biggest crime is burglary no it, it's biggest crime for something that's supposed to be an homage to exploitation and horror of the 60s is there is n- it has no tension at all and that and that for me for a thriller uh, like this is supposed to be is well you failed haven't you yeah. if there's no tension and it it never actually builds anything it just sort of ploughs on to the end it's it's a great shame I think yeah. because the director clearly has a flair for the visual like it's all there yeah. um, but it, it felt like a sort of an art student's experiment who was very good at one thing but 
still wanted to do all of the other things as well because they're a bit of a control freak. Taking on too much. Yeah. So fa- a failed auteur. Well, I, I think so. Lots of people have said they enjoyed it, but I cannot understand what they see in it that they've enjoyed. I was monumentally bored. How many days you give it? Oh, three. Pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a it's a crime. You know, you it's a burglary. It, but it, they it burgled your they almost, burgled it's your been, life. It's been. I've I've given it less than than others would, potentially because of the the wasted potential as well. That you know, mm. that it is it looked so interesting and cool to do something like this rather than like everyone else is doing of you know just as as HD and glossy as possible. This is a, a very very specific style and look, and it feels like just trying to recreate films they love that the the author of this loved. Um, but without any imagination or, or flair for storytelling. There's only so long you can watch something that looks amazing for before you just go back to sto- yeah. stories. And I'm afraid it just isn't funny. Like, it's just yeah. not funny. Like, it's not strange enough. It's not quirky enough. It's not good enough. That's my take on it. I, I actually enjoyed Black Dynamite more. Been it. <laughs> been the love witch lots of people my friends included on Facebook have been saying how much they enjoyed it but I just I did, it's not bunch for of me bunches. don't get it don't your get mates it. Are, your friends are dickheads well especially that when you're evoking the psychedelic era did you did, did you, did you um, unfriend them no no I haven't done I haven't done did you they're un- all older than me I wonder if that's it because I wonder if it well not that they lived through the 60s but I don't know maybe it had a more sort of recent retro appeal in their childhoods than it did in mine did but you unfollow them so you can still be friends but you do no longer I muted them I muted them no so they don't know yeah, we're no longer you no friends. longer have to actually have any input or realise right. they're alive that's right without hurting their feelings I can't I can't understand how you do a film about magic uh, from uh, the potentially psychedelic era and not be fucking weird in your final act I don't. I don't get how that would be your decision. It's, it's a d- damning review. Yeah, I'm afraid so. I mean, it's it has great potential, and for me, was a snore fest. Oh. I'm quite disappointed, really, because I was looking forward to it. It looked like I'd found something that people weren't talking about that was going to be really different and cool. No, just a bit duff. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right, Marek. It's not your fault. Well, I don't know. I just feel, I feel responsible for these things. Well, you always feel that way, don't you? I mean, you're a very empathetic person. Yes. Um, well, that's about it, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's it for this week. Um, we will be back next week to do our Worst Films of All Time special. Um, I'm afraid we are going to be pre-recording it, so you do not email in with your... Um... You can, and we'll talk about them another time. Okay. Yeah? Okay, fine. Fine, if you want to tell us. You're a bit late to the party, but come on in. Come on in. There's still some beers at the back of the fridge, I think. Yeah. Um, and that address again, if you'd like to write to us, is filmfandango.com, and you can fill out the form there. Also, uh, apart from the uh, the sponsorship we get, we are also doing all of this uh, for relatively for free. Uh, I mean, it, we are covering costs. So if you'd like to donate towards the podcast, then please, again, go to formfandango.com and click the donate button. Everyone who has, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back next week, won't we, mate? I hope so. Yeah. Keep watching, watching the, the films. films. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.